0: And uh, Linda and Minerva already said some of the scriptures and some of the things that uh, is on the message today. So you're here twice, so which is a good thing. Okay. I want you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. Now we're talking about a series of always doing your things. That pleases the Father. Always, always doing the things, doing, doing, doing the things that pleases the Father. Pleases the Father. So we, we want to emphasize certain words there. Now, how can we? How can we always do the things? That pleases the Father. We're gonna we're gonna have different scriptures, but but the the message is coming out of these verses, twenty-eight through forty-seven. Let me read them. Jesus said, "When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing." on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me, and he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that pleases him. As he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue my word, then you will Truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They said to him, we are Abraham's descendant and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say unto you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of of sin. Then he says in verse 35, The slave does not remain in the house fervil. The son does remain fellow. Verse 36, So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendant, yet you seek to kill, kill me because my word has no place in you. Thank you, brother. You shall not lose your reward. Verse 38. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed... and have come from God for I have not even come on my own initiative but he sent me why do you not understand what I'm saying is it because you cannot hear my word you are of your father the devil and you want to do the desires of your father he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. That's the the whole section And we're going to go back now, and let's teach from this. Because the title is today, How Can We Always, Not Sometimes, Always, Always Do the Things of the Father? And he tells us, he tells us this. Let's look in verse 28 for the first thing. He says, I do nothing on my own initiative. That's number one, he says. This is what this is Jesus now. Jesus is saying, this is what I do. It leads up to me saying, I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So listen carefully. He's telling them, I do not do anything on my own initiative. And that own initiative uh, in the King James I of myself, and what he's saying is that I don't do anything on my own authority. Nothing on my own authority do I do. Then he says, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. That's number two. Jesus said, I speak these things as the Father taught. Taught me. Now, taught me is to tutor, to direct. When you direct somebody, when you tutor somebody, when you advise somebody, when you when, when somebody puts something in your mind, that's what a teacher does. He puts things, a teacher puts things in your mind. A teacher, um, he puts, you know, whatever the subject matter is, they put it in your mind. Uh, and and any time a tutor is teaching you, they tutor you, they direct you, they advise you. That's what he's saying is that I speak the thing that, that my father tutored me in, that my father directed me in, and my father advised me in, that my father put in my mind. So what I'm asking today is do we, if we say we want to always do what God says, you know, what Father says do. Are we saying the things that we've been tutored by the Father to say? Are we saying it on our own initiative, on our own authority? Are we speaking to uh, other people and our co-workers, our employers, our employees? Are we speaking to our wives? Are we speaking to our husbands? Are we speaking to our children on our own authority, on our own initiative, uh, the things that, that we think... Would ought to be said the things somebody told us or the things that Jesus has said in his word that a father said? Because, because Jesus said, I said nothing but what the Father's told me to say. And these words that I'm telling you, these are from the father. So are we saying these things? Are we substituting and saying the things that someone told us? That maybe the teacher told you about your children. And he said that your children, your child is, has attention deficit disorder. And you, you tell everybody else as you go well well he or she has A D C or whatever the Lillas is. <laughs> you know are uh, you saying you know that that uh, uh you, you know, uh, you know when when you, when, you, when someone does something and they say well well forgive me well what, you know you but you keep doing the same thing over and over over again why should I do that you know you're you're forgetful. Are we telling people they are forgetful? Are we telling, are we telling ourselves that, well, I, you know, I have a hard time. I, I, can't, I can't memorize scripture. You're telling me stuff i got to memorize. I'm getting old. I can't memorize this stuff. Are you saying those things on your own initiative, on your own authority? Or is that what the Word teaches you? Or does the Word teach you that you have the mind of Christ? What does the Word teach you? What are you saying to one another? Come <laughs> I on, we say, if we were flies on the wall, we'd hear a lot of things uh, the uh, parents say to kids, don't they? A lot of things. They're just a little devil. Oh, my goodness gracious, why would you say that? Why that? Could, can't you think of things that you've said that you've heard other people say? Let's say you heard other people say uh, to their, <laughs> uh, to their, their spouses. Is that the word, have you been tutored to say that, or is it your own authority? Jesus said that, here, he said, oh, no, 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 no. I speak the thing. I speak the things as my Father has tutored me, as my Father has directed me, as my Father has advised me, as the Father has put into my mind. That's what I speak. And only that's what I speak. Oh, my goodness gracious, this is, this is how Jesus said that I can always do the things that please the Father. Number three, verse 29. And he who sent me is with me. That's important. He who sent me is with me. So he knew he, he was sent, and he knew that the Father was with him. And that was said day about one of the ladies... That God is with us. You can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Emmanuel, God with us. We have to have God with us. If we are going to always do the things. Not sometimes, not every now and then, but always do the things. Him. That's what it says here. Then he says, number four, I always, always do, do do. Not, not, not just uh, a word that I'm filling in this thing so to sound right. That do means practice. It doesn't mean that I talk to talk. Because in Christianity, we can talk to talk, can't we? It did not say that, uh, uh, you know, I always talk about the things that, that is, is pleasing to the Father. No. He says I always practice the things that are pleasing to the Father. What do we mean by pleasing to the Father? Because if you don't know that, I mean, you, you don't know what, what's pleasing. You think I, oh, I, I, I please the Father here. Yeah. I please the Father because I'm His child. No, just because somebody your child doesn't mean they please you. And it says here that that are pleasing to the Father. Pleasing means God's will. I always do the things that are the Father's will. That's what he means. That's what it saying. I always do the things that are the Father's will. Oh, that's how Jesus was able to do that. I'm saying to us today, as we like on a beach, when you you know it's summertime you go on the beach, uh you, you, you want to first you, you don't you don't step out into the deep water that you can't stand up in when you're on the beach. In a beach you go out and the sand is here, here's the water coming up, and you're stepping out. You go deeper and deeper as you go. T- today's message, we're just going into the shallow water. Next week, we're going to go deeper, and, then, uh, and you're not going to be able to swim in it. And then the, <laughs> the next week, we're going to be out there where you can't see land. You need a boat to get back. But now, just getting in the water. Tell me, just getting in the water. How important is is that statement? Statement. I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. How important is that statement? Yeah, I said shadow water, meaning shadow in in, in that, that that we are beginning. But it's heavy, isn't it? That's deep, isn't it? Because Jesus always did that to please Him. Okay, let's go with the. Uh, well, now, how do we do it? We know how Jesus did it. I mean, Jesus said it. We said that's how we do it. Let's illuminate let's that a little bit, okay? How do we really always do the things that please him? Okay, what did he say next in verse 30? He said, as he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, now he's getting ready to tell them something. And what he's telling them, I'm telling you. Because he's telling me. And he's telling us. This is what he wants us to do. Now, I know you've already probably got in your mind, maybe, is crossed that path. And I hope the word caught it. I hope the word in you is a sifter that caught that when the enemy says that. That message... Is ridiculous because you're not gonna always do, nobody always does that which pleases the God. No one always, and we all, I mean, we we, we saying, I mean, hey, you, you know, if, if, we, if, we, if we were perfect, there's only been one perfect person. We do. have, we, have we all said that before? Sure, and, and that's true, it? true. it's true. There's only one perfect person that ever walked the earth that never made a mistake, and that's Jesus, right? But does that mean that? I'm going to sin every day. I'm going to sin every day. Does it mean that? Just because I'm not Jesus? Well, the Word tells me... Oh, let's go real quick to uh, the, the the epistle of 1 John. Let's go there. Chapter 2, verse 6. And it says, The one who says... He abides in him, and to abide, we'll go over in a minute, ought himself to walk or live in such a manner as he walked. Now, who's he? Capital H-E. Who's the he? That's Jesus. The one who says he abides in him. Jesus ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. And if you have a new New King James, it'll say, uh, probably just as he walked. Now, does that tell me, I can walk around saying, well, Jesus was perfect. He didn't sinned, sin, but, oh, you know, I'm going to sin all the time. I can't be like Jesus. I can't walk like Jesus walked. On oh, whose authority am I saying these things? Who taught me to say those things? that came out of my mouth. Not the Word of God, because the Word of God didn't say that. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 7. Let's go there and, and see what it, what it says there. Because we're talking about can we really do this thing? Because, because I didn't have this in my, my, my message. Really. And then at this morning, I said, you better put that thing in there. So I put it in there, and, and uh, then I asked Brandon to come, come over here over here this morning, back over here this morning, and, and, and take the one out of, that's already up there and put another one in there uh, so that these will be there so you can see them so you'll be able to do it. Okay, when John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, that abide again, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That's what it says. That's what it says. Now, let's go back to chapter 8 of John. John and let's continue so, so you'll know what I'm talking about, because I'm, I'm going to lay this down for you now. Now, you remember, we're in verse 31. It says that, that the Jews who believed in him, he's getting ready to tell them something, which he's telling us. This is how, this is how we can do it. It's five things I want you to put down, and you don't have to put them down really because they are already on the Internet, on our website. The notes that I'm teaching from today are already there, okay? And you can most of the time get it if you want to write something down or uh, whatever. You can always get it Sunday morning. Just go to the website, and you can uh, download the the. the, the some of the message sometimes sometime uh, because what I'm teaching first John was not up there nor the gospel of John was not up there because I had it this morning so but you'll get the just of it you'll get the most of it number one and I might only get four today number one if you continue in my word have you heard that before what did you just, just hear? It? In the, in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 7. If you did what? What was the word I used? Abide. Well, what does this word continue mean? Abide. That's what it means. Abide. The same word. I mean, if you look it up in the strong, the same word, thirty three hundred six. it means to remain steadfast. To remain steadfast. If you remain steadfast in my word, if you persevere in my word, if my word and you are one... Y'all, yeah, oh, but that's what it's talking about now. It's talking about one with Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. He says, if you continue in my Word, if you abide in my Word, if you, um, if you are one with my Word, really, who is the Word? Jesus. Jesus is the Word. So he's, he's saying, really, if you continue with Jesus, if you are in Him and you remain in Him and you can't tell you and Him apart... Come on, then you 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 can ask whatever you will and it'll be done. If you can't tell, you know, the, the, you got the same mind, it, it, you know, the same. In other words, your heart is the same. Your mind, will, and emotions. You can't tell the difference between you and Jesus because the way he thinks, you are thinking because the word is in you so strong, and it has first place in you then you can ask what you will, and it'll be done because you're not going to ask anything that's not His will. That's why Jesus could ask anything, and the Father would do it, because the Father and the Son were one. you hear what I'm saying? Oh, I know you don't believe I know you don't believe uh, Hold your place right there. Let's go to John 17. Let's go there. Let's go to John 17, because you know I like the Word. So we're going to get you some Word here, even though we're in, in John 8. We've got to reference this thing. Okay, here we go in John 17, verse... Uh, let's go to verse 10. Now, it, it says here, And all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. Now, is everything that your wife's is yours and your, yours is your wife's? okay, two of you all right the rest of you you know you got your own separate accounts, you got your own you know you uh, okay right you're supposed to be one right what's well, yours is mine' so mine is yours. The scripture teaches us that can we say that about Jesus? can we say jesus, whatever is yours is mine, and whatever is mine is yours now 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 we we know the scripture that says that we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We know that one. And we, we, we like to quote that, you know. We like to quote that. Because we like what his is is ours. We just don't like the other one. <laughs> that says that what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. We're going to leave that part out. Because what's mine, you gave it to me and you can't, you can't take it back. It's mine. It's mine. I give you what I want you to have. If I want you to have part of my attention, they get my part of the attention. If I want to, you know, just do what I want to do, uh, the, the women who came up today, they told they, tell you, they, you. God wants some intimacy with you, don't he? Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. What's yours, not? That's what Jesus is talking about. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's what he he says, I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be two. What is it? They may be one, right? They may be one, even as we are. That's what it says. So Jesus is saying that, Father, we're one. You can't tell us apart. What I say is because you said it. What I do is because you did it. Yeah, that's what he's saying. You say, oh, he's talking to the disciples, so don't even come there. You're taking this stuff out of context. Well, look at verse 20. It says that, I do not ask on behalf of these alone. Man, you're talking about the disciples. Yeah, you talking about the disciples. But for those also who believe in me through their word. So, the disciples went out and proclaimed the word. We have the word only because they went out and they proclaimed it. We weren't there. We weren't walking with Jesus. But they were. He's talking to us. That's what he's talking to us. Listen to this, verse 21. That they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. How is the world going to believe that Jesus sent us? Only if we are one with him. He's in us. Right? We're in him. Our life is hid with Christ in God, the scripture says. When that oneness, when that oneness is there, do you understand that we can ask anything and it'll be done? Right? And so, we have the compassion of Jesus. When somebody is sick, then we can pray for them and they be healed. Right? Because it's the compassion Jesus did. We saw our, our Lord and Savior do it. Right? But see, a lot of times we want it for the wrong reasons. We want it to puff ourselves up. We don't say that, but we want to be the ones who... Who heal the sick, raised the dead, want to be the ones that, you know, uh, do all these things so people will woo to us. Right? No. No. Jesus didn't, didn't want attention on him at all. Period. He tried to get away, couldn't get away. Let's go back. That's, that's number one. Number one, he was teaching. If you continue, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Okay? Now, number one, abiding in the word. Oh, boy. This is getting good. Okay, now, let's go to another one. We, we, need, to, we need to understand now that this is, this is Jesus talking And he says um, that, verse 37, let's go down there. I know that you are Abraham's descendant. yet you seek to kill me. Because my word has no place in you. The word has to have place in us. Do you hear me now? The word has to have place in us. What do we mean by having place in us? I mean that the word must progress. See, he said that my word has no place in you, and in other words, they, as far as they, they, the words didn't have any place in them. But he says that the word has to have place in you. The word has to progress. It has to go forward. It has to succeed. Do you understand? You can't just have the word and it's just head knowledge. We have to we have to have this word so in us and that we're practicing so much that you can't tell the difference between the word and between us in that area because we are walking in that that we are professing and we're confessing. That's what the word must do. It must be like the like yeast and in dough, it must cause something to happen. If you are, are making homemade bread, you know the rising bread, that that, that that kind of yeast bread. If you're making that and you put some yeast in it, and that stuff don't never rise, don't even eat it. Don't even cook it because it's not going to be nothing. You're not going to have no yeast bread, bread. If, if, if the yeast in the in the dough doesn't cause a change in the dough. No need to bake it. I say that God is saying to us as number two, is the word has to progress. It has to succeed in us. It has to cause a change in us so that it, it, we are going forward. We're not the same as we used to be. It's not the same. We're not saying the same thing we said last year. We're not saying the same thing we said two years ago. Because we're not doing the same thing we did yet last year. We're not doing the same thing we did last month. When, 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 when God... Uh, point something through His Holy Spirit in us, we straighten it out. That's what we do. And He speaks through the Word of God. Oh, He speaks through other people who are speaking the Word of God. He speaks through your mates. He speaks through your children. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through birds. He speaks a lot of different ways, but He will get the information to you, whether it be dreams, whether it vision. visions. He'll get the Word to you. And once He get it to you, and you say, oh my goodness gracious, I'm not doing that. Don't you say that, well, I mean, I mean, I'm human. I'm human. No, you said it. You said it. I'm supposed to walk just like Christ walked. The Word and and, 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 and we're supposed to be one, and the Word is supposed to be changing me. So therefore, God, I'm convicted. You fall on your knees. You say, help me, Lord, get rid of this mess right here because it has no place in you. That's what we got to do. Number three. It says, verse 38, I speak the things which I have seen my Father with my Father. I speak the things which I have seen. Out of my mouth come the things which I have seen with my eyes. From my Father. But listen to what it says. Therefore, you also... Do the things which you heard from your father. and he says, I speak the things I've seen from my father, but then he turns out, you also mean the same thing. So what, what Jesus is saying here, I do the things that I hear from my father, but I also speak the things that I see my father do. Yeah he's just speak it, because your words has life, your words have life to it. Your words are creative. Your words are, are, do something. Otherwise, there's no need to pray, right? No need to pray. No need for me, you know, to, to pray uh, this morning because uh, um, I woke up this morning and, and I was hoarse. I said, "Oh my goodness!" There's oh my goodness, and so, oh well, hey, I'm going to speak today. It's simple as that. He's not going to come against this word today because I got it in me. Oh, he, I'm coming with this word. I'm coming with it. He can act like he, he, can act like he he's foolish he wants to. I am mean, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, I can't speak because of him. I'm hoisting. I just say, hey, God, this too shall pass. I'm going on, and the people are going to pay attention to your word and not going to be, you know, distracted by my voice. The word is going to go forth. That's what it's going to do. That's what it's going to do. Will we start speaking those things, please? Start speaking them to each other. The things that you have seen the Father do. The things you've heard the Father say. What the Word says. Speak those things to people. When it rains, it pours. So I understand why you had a flat tire. And then your battery gave out. Then your ignition gave out. And then, you know, when it rains, it pours. No, uh-uh. No, we're not speaking that crazy stuff. Are we? No. No. not speaking that crazy stuff. Oh, you know, when you get old, you got a, uh, you know, dementia, you know, you might get, have this, you know. You just say, hey, it's not coming near me. Thousands may fall by my side, ten thousand by my right hand. It's not going to come near me. Start speaking what the Word says. Oh, you know, you're uh, 37 years old. Oh, uh, you know, you're 33 years old. You know, when, when you're going to get married, what else is You know, you're getting tired. Of, the, the clock is ticking, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just speak what the Word says. Speak what the Word says. Yeah. You're not going to have any, any children afford it because, you know, they're at risk, you know. They might, you know, have this and that and this and that. And they tell you all the different ABCs and the heads, this and that and that. And then say, well, what they say, don't tell me that stupid stuff because, let me tell you something. You're too late. You're too late. God's already manifested himself, you know, uh, in, in, in people that, that people have children at 40. Yeah. Well, the doctor said that, you you know, you're not going to have any children. something wrong with you. You're not going to have no children. You don't even have a womb. How are you gonna have a children? Hey, you going to have children. You say, what? You crazy, man? God can. God, what, what? You think God is limited to a womb? Well, you think God to put one in there if He wanted. If He can ride, you know, put an army together and nothing out there, out there in that battle, but dry bones, and He put the whole armor back together. He said, <laughs> He can make children for Abraham out of the rock, and you tell me He can't even. I have a I have a child that somebody the doctor said can't have one. You're too late. We already know it's already happened. Ain't too late. Too late. You're too late. Well, you got the big C. You know you're gonna die. You know. Well, just because just because you got the big C. You know cancer don't mean you're gonna die. Plenty of people live today. Plenty of people in remission. Come on. <laughs> Number four, verse 42. If God were your father, you would love me. For I, proceeded from, forth, for I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Oh, come on. You got to know, you must know where you're from. you must know why you're here. You must know if you've been sent. And you must know what have you been sent with. Do you have a rod? Do you have any authority? What do you have? Right? You got to know that. You got to know that. And so Jesus knew that. See, the Pharisees couldn't do anything to him. They, they said, we're going to take you over the cliff. We're going to throw you over. We're going to see what you're going to do then. They're not going to throw you over before your time. You forget that. They said they couldn't do it to Jesus. They're not going to do it to you. You see? That's so because he knew that he's been sent for a purpose. His purpose had not been fulfilled. Now, where are you from? What does the Scripture say? What does the Scripture say? Where you are from? Never said it this morning, didn't? He said, "Huh? Your life is here. Your high, high, Christ Jesus is in heavenly place. Aren't you? Aren't you seated? With, aren't you? Aren't you seated with Christ in heavenly places? In Colossians three three, aren't you seated with Christ in heavenly places? Huh? Yeah, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yeah. Are you dead? Well, the scripture says you were crucified. What does crucified do to you? Oh, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. Here's the scripture says in, in, in Galatians 2, 20, it says that I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. You see? In other words, I'm dead. But I'm alive. Right? Now, the life I do live, I live by faith in the Son of God, don't I? Who, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I know that. I know that in 2 Corinthians, turn to 2 Corinthians real quick, turn to 2 Corinthians. I know that in 2 Corinthians 5 17, I know what it says to, to me, because you know you gotta know you gotta know the word of God. You got to know the word of God. You have to know it. You have to know it. In second Corinthians 5 17 it tells me therefore if anyone is in Christ He is a, what? New creature. He's new. The old things have passed away, behold. New things have come. And all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Why are you here? Now, you know you're from heaven, right? Minerva said, his kingdom is not of this world, right? Well, if his kingdom is not of this world, and he's a king... What kingdom are you in? And I'm in, you're in his kingdom, right? So that means our kingdom is not of this world, right? We know we're aliens. We're sojourners as, they, as they, uh, our chosen ministry. So we're so, so, sojourners. We, we're just here uh, uh, passing by. But he sent us, John 17 says, we're sent that's so what it says, John 17, he says, you are sent just as you sent me, I have sent them, we are sent, and we are sent for purpose. He says that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespass against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors in a foreign nation, and we're supposed to proclaim Jesus Christ. Christ to a lost world. That's why we're here. We're not here because we were born in the United States. We got born again, and if you're not, you need to get born again so that you will not be in the United States. You'll be in the kingdom of God. You'll be seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what we need to be. So that we'll say, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Because that's what it says in John 17. <laughs> oh, we can, we can do that thing now. Let's go back to... Uh, now, 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 do you have an authority? Let's, let's put it away. Do you have an authority? How you know you have some authority? Who told you you have authority? Who told you you have so, some authority? Huh? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Are we, do you have authority or do you not have authority? I got one got authority. We got one lady over there. She got authority. Anybody that's got an authority in this place? Okay. How do we know we have authority? Matthew 28, 18, to tell us that you have authority. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. That, didn't he? And Lord, I'm with you always. That's what he said. We've been commissioned to be here as an ambassador, and we've been given the authority, all the authority in heaven, just like he sent the disciples out. And he sent all the disciples out, and he said, go in twos, and I want you to do the works that I tell you to do. And what do they do? They heal the sick. They raise the dead. They they come back. Woohoo! Wow, my man. Hey, man! all oh, the demons—they are—they are subject to us. He said, "Man, what you what you doing? Don't be rejoicing because of the demons are you know subject to you." You know, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I want you to rejoice because your name is written in heaven. See, because all that comes with the territory. You saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back to John the last one I said that was, that was a four number five do, why do you not understand what I'm saying is it because you cannot hear my word now I'm not going to teach on that today I'm going to save that to not next message but the message after that Number five, because that's important. We'll be out out there. So far, we can't see land. You can't get in when we start talking about this right here. Okay. I mean, when I start unpacking that, you don't want to. You don't want me to unpack that now. Okay. We right now we're waiting out there. You know. Right. We are stepping out there and then we can run back. there when it when it, you know when it, when it, when the water gets to there we run back. But see when you get out there next week you can't run back. You can swim back. You can swim back. When we get out there two weeks from now, you're not swimming back too far, okay? Are you encouraged today that you can, you can always practice, that's what I mean by do, that things the things of the Father. Is there anybody here who said, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. You can always do or practice the things that the Father has given us to do. We can't do that. But it's a process, isn't it? You now, you, you just can't take these steps and just say, okay, we got it, brother. We got it. No, no, you better go home and study. You better go home and meditate. You better go home and pray. And you know, we, we got to do some things, right? Yeah, we got to do some things. I want to call it, we're having this an awesome time to have communion because, that, Whoa! my goodness gracious, what more do we want than know that the blood of Jesus has been shed for us, that the body of Christ has been broken for us? You know? And if you were in a hurry today, I wouldn't call Jim Unisa up and we'd say, well, we'll skip communion because it's 12 o'clock, you know. We're not skipping nothing. You know, <laughs> come on up, Jim. See, so I, I know that you, you're okay with that because we said that you always do the things that is God's will. It's God's will for us to take communion. It's God's will for you to give us some exhortation, right? Amen. It's God's will. Okay. Crazy. Last night on TV, there was a woman, 116 years old said that she's the second oldest woman on earth. She credits Jesus Christ. We're here to celebrate